you're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al Sayed, and this week's show is brought to you by Right and Square Construction. On this weekly talk show, we invite an expert to learn about their career journeys as professionals in their fields. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the stories of these professionals and their invaluable advice. And remember, if you have any questions for the panelists, you can always leave them in the comments section and we'll get to them either throughout the show or by the end of the show. On today's show, our guest is Zahra Ahmadi. Zahra touches hearts with compassion in mind and ultrasound in hand through her profession as an ultrasound technician. Zahra, assalamu alaikum. How are you today? Assalamu alaikum, Fatima. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for attending the show today. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Uh, this is a very interesting field, ultrasound technician. Can you tell us a little bit about what the field entails? Okay, so the ultrasound technician, it has like many things that you could do, but my specialty is echo. Mm -hmm. So I um, focus on the heart and we take pictures of the heart. We take video clips of the heart. We look for abnormalities and how well the heart functions, any diseases people might be having. And um, yeah, we just look at the heart from the inside, you know? Yeah, you look at the functionality of the heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, what drew you into this field? Well, I was originally a bio major. Mm -hmm. So first semester in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do afterwards. And I feel like mostly with a bio major, you're going to have to continue. And I wanted a faster way out of school. And I didn't want to continue once I was done. So this was a um, accelerated program and I was able to finish um, this degree within three years. Okay. Yeah. Um, are all the programs accelerated? No, you could um, take the normal programs where it's like four years. Mm -hmm. What's the benefit of taking the four year versus the three, three year? Well, if you, if you take the four year, you have more specialties. So you wouldn't be focused on one um, like you wouldn't be focused just on one body part. You wouldn't be focused on the heart. You mm -hmm. could do like um, the abdominal, you could do the arteries, mm -hmm. you could focus on more than one thing. Okay. Um, what led you into choosing uh, the heart over everything else? It's the most important organ in your body. It's what keeps you going. It's literally your ba battery you know <laughs> mm -hmm. and I thought it was so interesting what was the first time you saw an echocardiogram the first time I saw an echocardiogram was when I was 18 um I when I was six months old my own heart it grew bigger than my body so they had to control it and I was on medications for some while Mm -hmm. So um, I was under a doctor's care. And then when I was 18, I had to go back and they did an echo. And that was the first time I saw a echocardiogram. And it was just so interesting. But you had no idea that you were going to go into this field in the future. No, I had no idea. That's so cool how life just comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what inspired your decision to uh, go into this program? Um, it's, 
it's in the health field. So I always wanted to be in the health field, mm-hmm. but I wanted a cleaner job. So I want, I didn't want to be a nurse because they deal with a lot more and their job is more physical. Mm-hmm. This was a, um, it's kind of a field that no one really knows about, but it's like a cleaner field. The patient just comes to you, you do their scanning and you send them back and the nurse and doctor take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's a field that has, um, what, like, what is the main thing that you look out for when you're looking at uh, someone's ultrasound? So you definitely want to see the movements of the heart muscles, how mm-hmm. well they um, function. And you definitely want to see their blood flow, how well each um, valve is opening and how much blood is going in and coming out. So there is math in the field. So you have like your own calculations that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for diseases, um, tumors that might be in the heart do you have to be extremely detail oriented yes you have to be very careful of where you get your pictures there's different positions of Mm -hmm. where you put your ultrasound probe and there's different pictures that you need to tilt around and get and you have to make sure that your picture is clear or your video is clear because um you also put on a color and it, that shows the blood flow going in and out. Okay. And you want that all to be like for the doctor to be able to visualize it. Mm-hmm. Now, during that process, you don't um, t- say anything to uh, the client that comes in, right? Oh, no. You have to practice having a straight face. So if you were to, God forbid, yeah. see like a tumor or a disease, you can't show your expression or make them nervous. You have to have a straight face and just let it go. And then you give it to the doctor and they're the one that deals with it. Yes, the doctor deals with that part. Is it hard? Is that hard? Is it stressful? It could be stressful because sometimes you see some crazy things and you have to keep your expression like, oh my God, I can't show it, you know? But in the inside, you're screaming like, oh my God, this tumor is so huge and this person has no idea. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I bet everyone now when they go in for an ultrasound, they're going to be just staring at the technician's face. Who's <laughs> <laughs> going to put more pressure? <laughs> um, now, we hear sometimes that people die from broken hearts. Can that actually happen? Is that possible? Yes, there's actually a disease called a broken heart syndrome. So if you get hit by like a trauma or you hear something so horrible, some people can handle it. They're strong enough. Some people mm-hmm. aren't as strong enough. And there's these muscles in your heart, the papillary muscles, they're very thin. And when you get hit by like a certain trauma and it's so hard for you to bear, those muscles can um, rip, they could rupture. And that eventually could lead to the person passing away from that does that have to do with age how strong that muscle is it really doesn't have to do with age no yeah it could rupture it depends on how much you know trauma you see wow yeah so you could die from stress (laughs) basically (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, let's talk a bit about yeah all diseases yeah it is it's crazy um let's talk a bit about your educational career path so uh what paths can people take to get to the same spot that you are at today or um can you also further your education to get is there a higher position you can get to as well yeah um so like i said you could do the accelerated program Mm -hmm. And with that program, you, you're going to school all year round. So you only have like two weeks off for the summer and you're back. Okay. And you have to take like biology, pharmacology. Um, there's other classes that you're also taking with this, like medical assisting, how to interact with patients, um, phlebotomy. You mm-hmm. get certified in more than one thing. And then it eventually leads to... Um, anatomy and the echo itself and then you're taking uh, classes on each disease and what all that does Mm -hmm. and you could further your education like I said if you go for more you're um you're gonna be certified in more than one body part so if you continue on the four years you're gonna be certified in more than one thing Mm -hmm. um is there, was there any other career path that you wanted to do? Not really. I was so set on this after I yeah. found out about it. <laughs> How'd you find out about it? My cousin actually told me about it. She's the one that found this program. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, we both want an easier, faster way out. Let's do it. And we signed <laughs> up. <laughs> the easier, faster way out. <laughs> <laughs> and cleaner and simpler. Yeah, and it's cleaner and simpler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the thing that you love about the job? I love patient interaction. Like each person has something to teach you, you know, like they all have stories of their lives that they love to mm-hmm. share. And they like tell you how they ended up in this position. And it just makes you self-cautious about your diet, your exercise, how to keep yourself mm-hmm. more healthier. So you're not in that same position. Although you could be if it's genetics, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you could try your best not to be. What's uh, the most memorable story that you can tell us today? Um, So I had this patient who was on a wheelchair and uh, she was an elderly woman. Her daughter was bringing her to her appointment and um, the daughter had a cast on her knee so she couldn't really walk the right way so she was pushing her mom but the mom was so worried about the daughter's knee she was so uncomfortable with that so I went and I said hey could I help you guys I'll take her inside Mm -hmm. I took the patient inside and um, she was so emotional and she said that basically how she has this one daughter but that one daughter is enough for her it's her backbone and she was just telling me, like, you have to take care of your parents. When you, they grow old, make sure that you have their back. Don't leave them alone because they do so much for you. Mm-hmm. And she was just telling me to promise her that when my parents get older, that I would be that daughter that would have their back and wouldn't let them be on their own. Wow. Yeah, so it was, it was beautiful. And that's so beautiful because that's something that even in Islam it teaches. Yes. How has Islam affected uh, you and your career? So uh, 
Islam is a really big part of our lives, especially living in our areas where mm-hmm. my dad always tells us we are the ambassadors of Islam and we are the ones representing Islam. So I feel like with this career, you have to treat people with so much respect and kindness that they get that negativity, that negative view of Islam that they've been seeing throughout the media and stuff out of their minds. And they say, no, like, you know, this person is a kind person. This person is a caring person. They care about me. They want to help me. And that way you're representing Islam in a more beautiful manner than what is shown. Have you ever had an uncomfortable encounter with uh, one of the clients? I actually did. And it was very recent. I had a patient come in and she was younger. She wasn't an elderly woman and the doctor needed a EKG on her, a fast EKG. So I kind of went into the room and I guess she hadn't seen me in in the office before. And I walked in and she kind of looked really angry. So I was like, hi, I'm Zara. I'm going to be doing your EKG. And she just stared at me and she's like, that thing on your head, that terrifies me. Oh, (laughs) I how did, how did you deal with that? I was like, I'm sorry that it terrified you, you know? I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm not here to terrify you. I said, I'm, I come in peace. I mm-hmm. don't want to harm you. I want to help you. But if you're uncomfortable, I'll leave and I'll send a different technician in. But and she that's wants very... me to do it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that's very, um, very kind and very understanding on your part. Well, I feel like that's how you have to be. You have to be kind so their view of you just changes, you know, and they feel bad for those kind of actions. Yeah. Yeah. And she eventually let you do it and everything was okay. Yeah. And then she eventually told me, you know, I'm a close-minded person. I don't travel, so don't get offended. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you're still apologizing. What's the hardest uh, part of your job? Um, so the hardest part is that you see these patients like every other week, especially if they're elderly, they come in and you see them and you kind of get like a connection with them mm-hmm. and you know them, you know, like they're your person. You, they come every week or they come every other week. And then eventually you get a phone call that this person is no more. They passed away. And it just kind of like makes you feel so horrible. Did you experience that firsthand at any point? I did. I actually had my externship at a hospital. And with that, you see more of um, severe diseases and problems. So we had a patient that we did an ultrasound on and she was in the ICU. So when we did the ultrasound, her heart didn't look good. Like it wasn't functioning right. But as soon as we stepped out of her room, her lights went off and she was taking her last breaths and they couldn't bring her back. Wow. Yeah. So that was really rough. The first time I ever saw somebody passing like that. Did you get any advice on how to deal with that? I did. I was so overwhelmed with that, that when I went to the room where the doctors were writing their reports and stuff, I was just keep on saying, I can't believe this person passed away. This happened to them. And one of the doctors in there, he turned around and he said that 
I'm going to tell you something, and it might sound harsh, but the only way to survive in the medical field is you have to look at each person as a case. They come in and they go. You do your part and you just let them go. And that's difficult to deal with for the first while. Yeah, but eventually you kind of like learn how to, that, that's life, you know, you mm-hmm. learn how to let go. I mean, everybody here is temporary. Nobody's here forever. Of course. Yeah. Um, now that was working in a hospital and you currently don't, right? No, I am actually in a office. Okay. What's the difference between working in a hospital and an office? Um, I, I like the hospital, but I love the office because your patients are on their own feet. They're walking in mm-hmm. and it's easier. You, ha- you can move them in any direction you want. You don't have to worry about the pictures becoming unclear. Whereas in the hospital, they're mostly laying on their back. Mm-hmm. And with echo, you need the person to be on their left side. Mm-hmm. and you can't turn them so it's harder to get clear pictures and they're mostly on oxygen so it's like a flakier picture mm-hmm. and you can't like move them around to make the picture clear and also in the office you're dealing with people that are in better health obviously mm-hmm. and they're gonna be living a longer life um but with the hospital it's more of sicker people you know they're more serious cases yeah Mm -hmm. they're not gonna make it or you see like cases that um like an emergency case that a person's heart was impacted in a car accident and you can't Mm -hmm. really do anything for them and because of that they're gonna pass away wow so it's scarier it's more scary in the hospital it's scarier So this is a way you deal with that, just not being in that hospital setting, but more of a clinical um, office setting. Yes, I do prefer the clinical setting yeah. much more. Um, is this a hard field to break into? So when you finish school and you were looking for a job? It could be hard because in this, you have to make like friendship with your connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so they send you six months into an externship. So you're focusing on your specialty for that six months. And you meet different technicians and you just want to know them. You know, you want to become their best friend because eventually those technicians are going to help you get the job. Mm-hmm. And also with your professors that teach you these classes, they're technicians themselves. And they also work and they come and teach. So through them getting recommendation letters and just staying connected with them, they they get the news of where which doctor's hiring, which office mm-hmm. or hospital is hiring, and they can quickly tell you to send your resume or go apply on this website, and they quickly write you a letter, and you have a better chance of getting a job in that field. And it's, it's better to have that letter of recommendation. It's definitely better to have mm-hmm. that letter of recommendation because this is all physical. Yeah. You need someone who's seen you and your work. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a run through of a normal day in your job? So a normal day in my job, because I am in the office sitting, I'm also doing a lot of medical assisting. Mm-hmm. I would go out, look at the, cal- uh, the um, schedule, 
call the patient and whoever's there, take them into a room first, do their weight, their blood pressure, jot down what medications they're taking for the doctor to know and um, what their allergies are and everything. And then eventually take them to the echo room and we do the procedure there. We take the pictures, the videos. Mm -hmm. And once we're done with that, we send them back into a office room and they go in there, they wait for the doctor. And then I have the doctor come in and he scrolls through the pictures and the videos and he sees what's happening and then he will go into the room and speak to the patient about their condition. Mm -hmm. um, do you give any analysis to the doctor of what you observed? You do because you're kind of the eye of the doctor. You're seeing what's happening. Mm -hmm. So when you notice something, you highlight that part and you make sure that the doctor looks at that clip and you say, hey, I think this person's valve is not opening all the way mm -hmm. or it's this percentage of the valve is opening and they'll go back and look at it more in detail and see yeah. what's happening there. Or say you see like a tumor in one of the areas of the heart, you'll tell the doctor in this place, I saw the tumor and then they'll focus on that. How has technology advanced um, the, your ability to detect diseases in this field? It's amazing. I have a, uh, there's another technician in our office that works with us and she's been in this field for over 30 years. Wow. And she was actually telling me the other day that when they first started ultrasound, you couldn't see the pictures. You were only seeing waves of the heart. And now we have an ability of seeing the pictures and the movement and getting clips of how the heart functions and it's amazing because recently there I have I do the 2d echo so it's like black and white mm -hmm. echo and you see like a flat picture and you have to keep on moving your ultrasound to get the different parts of the heart um, but now there's a 3d ultrasound that's recently come out and you when you get new technology, they're going to be sending you for training and you're going to be keep you're, you're continuing with your education, basically. Mm -hmm. And as the technology advances, you have to keep up with it and advance with it. Do they send you out to get that training or do you have to go and seek it yourself to get that? Oh, no, the office or the hospital that you work for, they send mm -hmm. you to different places that offer it and they train you in it. Um. We have a, actually a question for you from one of our audience members. Uh, someone is asking about the opportunities in major cities. Um, are there more opportunities in major cities or also in smaller? Uh, there's definitely more op opportunities in the bigger cities like New York. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was applying for jobs, there was more opportunities in the city than there was in the smaller towns. Because as a ultrasound tech, once you get comfortable in a place, you're not really moving around. You're going to stay there. Yeah. And whereas in, um, in the cities, the populations keep on growing and they keep on making new offices, new mm -hmm. um, openings in the hospitals. So there's definitely more opportunities in bigger cities. More people, more hearts to look at. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and we have uh, another question for you. Um, is this career well 
suited for um, females in terms of, uh, is it a job that you can manage uh, easily within your life, balancing it? Yes, that's one of the things when I was going for my career, one of the things my father always warned me about was make sure you think about your future, that you choose a career where you have time to balance for your family, for your future mm -hmm. children. And with this, you, you could um, make your own schedule. So you could make a schedule and say, I'm going to work till this time to this time, because say somebody has a child and their child gets out of the school at a mm -hmm. certain time, you leave and pick up your child. If you want to come back, you come back. If not, you go home. So it's definitely something you could balance your life around. Yeah. And the role of a woman is harder because you do have to, uh, you feel you, you want to take care of uh, your kids and have that time for them as well. Yes, for sure. You definitely want the time with your family and children mm -hmm. and taking care of your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another question that comes to mind is how do we keep our hearts healthy and happy? Well, the less stress, the better. <laughs> and I okay. know it's rougher <laughs> in today's world not to stress as much. Yeah. But you should definitely, definitely um, make time for exercise. At least an hour a day, go to the gym, take different classes. Mm -hmm. uh, the more you exercise, the more you're going to thank yourself in the future. Like I have so many patients that always complain that if only I listened to my doctor's advice and I exercised when I could have. I wouldn't be in this position. The more you exercise, the stronger your heart is. And definitely wa watch what you're eating. You want to eat healthy. You don't want to clog your arteries or hurt them, you know, that affects your heart. Mm -hmm. And the heart is just like any other muscle in your body. Yes. Yes. The more you move it, the more it's going to be stronger. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this reminds me of an interview we had with uh, Pilates instructor, Teresa Carter, um, listeners, you can go back and listen to her interview. She spoke a bit about um, how exercise and Pilates and yoga helps uh, to strengthen the body and keep the heart uh, at peace as well to take away and de-stress. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And when you're exercising, you're in a better mood. I know personally, when I go to the gym, all the stress is gone. I'm in a better mood. Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you so much for this amazing interview and for telling us so much about the heart and about this incredible hidden, hidden field. Um, before we end our show, what is your final piece of advice for our listeners today? Um, my last piece of advice for everyone is that life is short. Make sure that whatever you do during your lifetime, you leave a an impact on everybody you meet. So touch everybody with love and kindness Mm -hmm. And just leave a better memory of yourself to people. Be compassionate, like you say in your uh, one-liner. Yep. yep, show compassion to everybody that crosses your path. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Um, before we end our show, we just wanted to let you know that the Emoji Outreach Foundation would like to invite you to the Emoji Games, where over 870 participants for from 53 mosques will be participating in an exciting soccer tournament. You could now join us as a volunteer or as a fan, um, as a participant of all ages, boys and girls take the field. 
You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. If you have any questions for the panelists, you can for sure come and ask on the uh, online platform at emojioutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups, or just visit the you Mentor, you Mentor website and hit the link for online platform. Uh, be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. to hear from our next guest, Zishan Hashem, a speech language pathologist. Thank you so much for listening to our speaker today on Facebook Live.